Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. A very hot topic going around. Um, Zachy, a lot of people are asking the question, <clears throat> you know, well, at least it's going around. The topic of should Dale Brown Court be renamed? Now, we put a poll inside of Twitter. I mean, inside of YouTube. And I'm going to let you decide. I'll give you my thoughts on it. I don't really have a lot of thoughts. As at the current moment, I mean, I could honestly care less, quite honestly, a little bit. You know, I think there are a lot of people deserving. I think Shaquille's deserving. I think if Kim Mulkey wins a couple of national titles... She's deserving. I just don't know how I feel about everybody reacting to the Dale Brown court situation. We'll talk about it here tonight. Uh, and I will openly, I will openly give you your opinion. Yes or no. Do you, what do you believe? I think it's of my personal opinion that if it's this controversial, why don't you let the fans decide? Like, why, why do you have to let everybody else decide, you know, well, this person's influential, this person this, this person that. I, I don't really understand that part at all. If it's such a hot-button topic, why don't you let the general public and LSU fans vote on it? But since everybody wants to get up in a tizzy and everybody wants to overreact about something, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Is the Lady Tigers, uh, Zach, when's that tip-off? It's right now, or seven. I think it's at seven. So we'll, uh, after the game tonight, or after the show tonight, we'll go and watch the Lady Tigers on the court uh, as well. Uh, LSU basketball still winless in 2023 as they fall to Missouri last night. You know, what do you really want to talk about with that? I mean, I don't really know what to say, honestly. I, I really don't know what to say. I, I mean, they're just not a good team right now. And... With all the bells and whistles and everything going on around LSU, you got some good players. You just can't execute. So, with that being said, with that being said, I don't, I don't even know where to start with LSU men's basketball. But we will talk about it. The big news today is Zach. I don't know if you heard this. Nick Saban wears Brian Kelly pajamas. Did you hear about that? Nick Saban goes to sleep wearing his hero's pajamas, and that being Brian Kelly. Just joking. The toothless Bama fans are going to come after me. But if you missed it, former Notre Dame quarterback and offensive coordinator Tommy Reese is currently in Tuscaloosa 
possibly could be their next OC. We'll talk about that here tonight uh, as well. My thoughts on that. And what does it say about Brian Kelly? What does it say about Nick Saban going after one of his, his former OCs? Uh, I'll tell you my thoughts. I might even talk about that earlier uh, in the show as well. Also, um, LSU launched their new collective, and we still have people like out there talking negatively like LSU can't recruit. I, I don't necessarily understand that when LSU is now currently fourth in the country in recruiting per 247. So we'll talk about that here tonight as well. And as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag Ask Blake. Thoughts, questions, concerns, hit us inside the chat. We'll get to as many of them as we can as the show goes on. So everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. We greatly appreciate you doing that. Let's get to a couple comments, though. Bill on YouTube says, let's go. There's a big game tonight. There is a very big game tonight. Very, very, very big game tonight as the LSU Lady Tigers can go and remain undefeated. Um, remain undefeated. So we do have that uh, that poll inside of YouTube. As of right now, 52% people say yes, they believe Dell Brown Court should be renamed and Sue Gunter's name should be entered in. Alongside it, 48% says no. Um, Rob Boudreau says, call it Shaq's house. Yeah, call it Shaquille O'Neal Court if, they, if you want to. Uh, Jason Brumfield said, should have named it after Shaq. Yeah. Sherry Berry says, let's go AYS. What's going on, Sherry Berry? Tyler Townsend says, let's go. What's up, Tyler? Tyler was active inside of the chat last night uh me and Pooh bear went on with carter bryant giving him marriage advice uh Pooh bear and me got in a very heated uh debate he called me very vulgar names he was very mean and rude he called me a, you know he called me a lot of bad things so <laughs> he was really mean Let's see. He's about to come up with something funny. Uh, oh, I knew this was coming. He said, I called you a married man and you got mad. No, that no. You went all full Kevin Hart and said I had long, you know, oh, we ain't got no nipples or something like that. Penn Jones says, stop being woke, Blake. Zach, have I said anything politically woke? I okay. I asked a question if you motherfuckers believed if the name the court should be named after it it's literally all anybody's talking about. Like you you got you guys get aggravated for me for saying you should be the ones to 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 go out there and vote on it. Jesus Christ. You know what? I wasn't going to talk on it, but here you go. Who cares? Dale Brown left you in sanctions at LSU. Sue Gunter, Sue Gunter also did a lot of big things at LSU. I don't give two shits what you name the court. Could care less. But if you're going to pin, if you're going to come in the show and say that I'm acting woke, when I'm asking you to vote for it, how dare you? How dare you? I keep politics out of this show for a lot of reasons. So many people come on these platforms and say, don't, don't put politics in sports. Name a time that I've gone political. And I ask a question that everybody's talking about. It's not my responsibility if you don't know that's what everybody's talking about. You got multiple people out there right now pushing agendas, calling the governor names, calling Dale Brown names, whatever side that you're on, but me asking you to go out there and giving you the opportunity as an LSU fan, maybe you should vote for it. 
But I'm the woke. I'm woke. Yeah, you know what? I am woke. Look at me. My eyes are wide open and I'm speaking. I am awoke. Do not come on this show. I don't care who you are. And say, Blake's acting conservative. Blake's acting liberal. Blake's acting woke. It's not my responsibility that if things are getting reported, that you should be the ones that if you don't see it, it's my fault. If you come in the show late, maybe listen for a minute, see what everything's going on and figure it out. Adam Miller says, who are y'all, who are you going to smoke y'all? We're going to smoke y'all women's basketball. Good for you. Dawn Staley's shoes, shoe game stinks. Crying Belly says, stop talking about Louisiana politics. Crying, you literally got banned for using racial slurs on Twitter. We're going to call everybody out. Cat Clark says, love y'all talking about women's basketball lately. Thanks, Cat. Uh, Jerry Zimmerman says, woke. Dude, I'm I'm about to, I'm telling you, I'm about to end I'm about to end this show, bro. No, I'm not. Gregory Ford says, "Come on, man." Uh, Coon ass corn dog, corn dog says, "Dang, just turned into who pissed you off?" Crossroads says, "Y'all cool out." Um, Rob Boudreaux says Blake never talks politics unless he says he's not going political. That's actually, um, true. That's actually true. Nevertheless, if you, if you don't know, if you don't know, there's a big conundrum about renaming, about renaming Dale Brown court and putting Sue Gunter's name there. I was going to give you my opinion and I am going to give you my opinion. All right. See you, bud. Banning. American Patriot says it's Pooh Bear's fault. <laughs> Is it your fault, Pooh? Is it your fault? What did you do? Sean. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, there will be no blaming of the Pooh Bear during Black History Month. Yeah, I do. <laughs> It's so funny because I just spent the last 15 minutes and then Pooh comes in here and says, I ain't gonna, you ain't gonna diss me during Black History Month. Oh God. What is it? What a day. What a day. Sean Berthelot says it's nothing to do with D- D- uh, Dale Brown or Sue Gunter. It's normal Louisiana shady backdoor politics. I, I really don't know. So let me, t- let's do this. I will tell you what I. No, I'm not even going to go there. You're going to make your opinion. It, what I what I do, what I would ever say would never matter. It would never matter because your opinion's already going to be made up. So there are influential people that want both of it to be named. Some of them, listen to what I'm going to tell you. Some of them are retired ex, uh, retired LSU head coaches multiples of them and multiple mega boosters that have brought this to a brought this to an attention of people that it need to be concerned to. So anyway, anyway, all right, let's get this thing rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting like and share. So many of you listening to us live right now on Facebook, do us a favor by hitting like and share. So many of you have been listening to us live on Facebook. Thank you so much for doing so stop collaborate and listen hit the like and share share those social media groups share to your own social media pages if you're listening to us on youtube like subscribe notification bell thank you so much for doing so uh we'll be continuing uh joe's been out of town so we'll continue to get that content back out to you next week everybody listening to us on the podcast let me take this time right quick
to just thank everybody who's been listening to us on our audio podcast. If you listened to our show last night, we went over the total 1 million downloads uh, since we launched. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal for me. I appreciate all of you and all your support listening to the show and listening to what we are doing and building uh, here at AYS. All right. So, but there as well, rate, review, and subscribe, all that good stuff. Zach, take us to a break. We'll be back in a minute. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs Right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons. Go see him over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give him a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell him you good friend. Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. Bill asks, Blake, do you ever go to LSU games? Yes. Actually, I think... So, let me just be candid because I get this question a lot. And I answer it a lot. So, just let me go with it. All the LSU practices that we're allowed to go to, I'm at. Like, literally at. I think uh, me and a couple of people are going to the LSU baseball scrimmages this weekend. So if you're there, you see us, come say hello, love to talk to you and all that kind of stuff. Bill, in reference to football, not a lot anymore, mainly due to we do the post game for Believe and XM Radio for LSU and stuff like that. Um, I did, however, talk about the last – real game that I went to just like not credentialed media like just a game that I went to as a fan and it was the LSU baseball game against Southern Miss and it things turned really interesting really quickly really really quickly so yes so yes Crossroads says damn crying belly got six followers on Twitter why y'all worried about him I'm not I mean really Crossroads we talk to everybody he also says Shaq donated millions of dollars to LSU and he's the all-time LSU basketball legend. I do agree with that. Uh, I do agree with that. American Patriot says he's just still mad. I guess I'm still mad because Pooh called me a married man. I don't, I'm not mad about that at all. I don't know where that comes from. All right, so I did put inside of the YouTube chat, YouTube channel, I will continue to let you vote on this. But we do have some votes coming in. And it's a 51% consensus of, so basically, let me just read you the question. Let's get this thing started. Today, there's been a lot of, a pretty big conundrum about this Dale Brown court thing. I get it. I don't really have a formal opinion either which way on either of them. But I, the question I pose is, do you think that Dale Brown court should be, should also have Sue Gunter's name alongside it? 51% have said yes. 49% have said no. Now, let me just candidly open and say the political stuff or anything political that's going on, if there is or isn't going on, we're not going to talk about it. Go somewhere else to listen to it. But what I will tell you is this. There are a lot of influential people that are involved in this, not just political people. Like I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of a lot of former ex-head LSU uh, uh, coaches that are trying to get Sue Gunter's name on the court. When things did not go their way, they took measures and other means to get it done. Now, I will openly and admittedly say it does not necessarily matter to me what you name the court after or who you name the court after. What I do, the only issue that I do have 
is you already named the court after Dale Brown. And now you're going to have to go back and name it after somebody else. I think that that seems a little bit an issue. Like if, you know, it just seems like an issue that should have been resolved well before now. Now, does Sue Gunter deserve for her name, whether regardless of what it is or what it isn't, should her name be in the rafter? Should her name be... Uh, you know, should she have her name on a practice court? Should she name her, have her name wherever? I, I think she should have whatever it is that people want her to have. Sue Gunter literally went 442 and 221 at LSU. She won 752 games. She was won 70% of her, of her basketball games. She's been to multiple Final Fours. She's been to Elite Eights. She's been to the second round. She's been to Sweet 16s. She's going to NIT. She's done, literally done it all. She was the face of a lot of things LSU related. A lot of things. She passed away too soon, and that is a travesty. The last year that she coached was in 2004. They got to a Final Four. They were 27-8, and 10-4 in the league. Here's my opinion on this, okay? Here's just my outright opinion. If boosters and board members and political people and Dale Brown and College Temple and whoever is involved in this, if they can't come to a conclusion on what the court should be named, I have a solution, whether you like it or not. My solution is, why wouldn't you let the fans decide? Because ultimately, ultimately, when you play, you're playing for not only your state, your school, your fans are the ones that get you there. The fans donating money, the fans paying season tickets, the fans going to all and supporting in all of your games, the fans now donating, which we'll talk about in a minute, to the new NIL Collective. The reason you're able to profit $200 million in a fiscal year, yes, is it a lot of donor-driven stuff? Absolutely. But I promise you there's not a donor on planet Earth that's giving hundreds of millions of dollars like the fans are to support every single thing LSU-related. You make, you literally, fans are the ones that legitimately make idols into icons, Icons into Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers into the greatest of all time. The persona of what a man or woman does at LSU is the reason why their names are etched in stone. Joe Burrow's legacy. Shaquille O'Neal's legacy. Uh, at the time when he was at LSU, Chris Jackson's legacy. Pete Maravich's legacy. Todd Walker's legacy. Ben McDonald's legacy. Skip Berkman's legacy live on because not only do they have statues and the great accomplishments that they achieved on a court on a field wherever it may have been on the diamond it has a lot to do with the fans always remembering and pushing out and remembering the times that those players and coaches achieved in those specific fields of concentration I'm up to the idea, why don't you let the fans decide if it's that controversial? That's my opinion. I don't, I don't necessarily care what it's called. Did Dale Brown do a lot of good things? Yes. I still don't know if Dale Brown's name should be on the court personally as an opinion, right? Like, I think that Shaquille O'Neal is the best basketball player and ambassador ambassador for LSU basketball ever. Ever. You know, when LSU needed something for basketball, they called Shaq to donate money and Kim Mulkey came, abo- came aboard. That If you want to know how the sausage was made, when you didn't have the funds to go and get Kim Mulkey, Big Diesel, Big Daddy Shaq, went out there and stroked that check and said, go get her. And now what's happening? You're 21-0. You're going to be 22-0 hopefully tonight. That is what happens when you have more influential people like Shaq. Now, you could say, well, Dale Brown brought Shaq. And that is 
1,000% true. But as I sit here right now and I look at the poll and I see that people are voting and it's 58% yes to 42% no, I do think that there's a lot of people that agree with that sentiment. 58% of people think that it should be changed. There's another conundrum. What if Kim Mulkey wins a natty? And it's the only national championship that LSU basketball, men's or women's, has ever won. I will tell you something. You probably should name it after her. Daniel Williams says, wait until Kim is done. Then her name might have to go on there. He's right with his bucket hat that he's wearing in his profile picture. But he's right. That might be the biggest bucket hat I've ever seen, by the way. But never... Never the, I'm sorry, Daniel. I hadn't seen you in three weeks. I hadn't talked to Daniel in three weeks. I had to get the joke out there. You can have your opinion, okay? What your opinion is, is your opinion. But honestly, I don't think that it is diminishing anything that Dale Brown did to put Sue Gunter's name on the court alongside him. It's just my opinion. Just my opinion. Uh, Sherry Berry says, what if Kim wins mo- several national championships? Then what? And I think that you're, it, let me just tell you this. If Kim Mulkey wins multiple national championships at LSU and they name a practice facility after her or just give her a statue, I don't think that that's enough. I, I really don't. Guys, do you, let me tell you all something about Kim Mulkey. Let me tell you something about Kim Mulkey that I don't know if a lot of people understand or realize or know. Not only did LSU women's basketball generate $800,000 in ticket sales last year, because she is raising so much money for LSU right now. It's ridiculous. I, let me tell you, I know this for a fact because I had a booster call me and tell me about it about seven or eight weeks ago. Guys, when was when was Thanksgiving? Is that about two months ago, right? I'm gonna I'm assuming, give or take, about two months ago. Kim legitimately got in you this dude's face and it's like, oh, you're gonna donate. Oh, you're gonna donate. Guy was so worried, he donated. But. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, but I think it's Mr. Thomas, but Mr. Thomas, I'm sorry. I I can't pronounce your first name, Uh, but Mr. Thomas says, what about a new arena? The way that you get a new arena is you got to have the funds to do so. That's what Kim's doing. Kim's legacy is going to be stamped on LSU basketball, men's and women's from now, because she's going to continue to win for a very long time. We'll see. Tony says, wait until Matt McMahon's done. He'll make sure that his name's uh, nowhere near it. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Holden Lee says, Mulkey's career record at LSU is already amazing. She's going to want her name uh, up there. Best believe it. I agree with that. I agree with that. Bill says, we do some Saints talk. Yeah, we'll do it later. We'll do it later. That's my opinions on this Dale Brown court thing, man. Dustin Michelle says, you forgetting about all about Ben Simmons. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Roger Dugas says, you're right, Blake. When I was a kid, I remember when LSU won a championship in baseball, and I got some gear. Us fans live and breathe LSU. That's so true. Crossroads says, what did Dale Brown do to deserve a court named after him besides paying off Lester Earl? You you guys can go read the sanctions. It was more than just that, right? Like it was more like I think that there was a situation where and look, I'm not I'd have go have to I would have to go back and really look at what Dale Brown got popped for and the sanctions LSU was under and all that kind of stuff. But it was more than just paying Lester Oil like five grand. Like I think it was much more than that. But you know, it is what it is. And Dale Brown, look, Dale Brown, Dale Brown to, to his credit, 
has been, I don't want to call him an ambassador, but Dell Brown has done some good things for LSU. And I think that he should be rewarded for that. But in reference to this whole court name thing, like it, it, it's getting to a point where I, I think it's a little out of control. You know, what's funny to me, what's funny to me is, is that they're just like, I know for a fact that there's an ex-head LSU coach, a head coach, that's actively out here trying, like literally calling everybody that she can or they or he can to get this changed, and it's not Kim Mulkey, but to get Sue Gunter's name on that court. And I, I say this with all due respect, nobody's mentioning her about her being an ambassador for getting Sue Gunter's name on that court, which, again, like I've mentioned, I don't really care. It's cool either way with me. All right. Couple more, then we're gonna get into the real show. I don't know if this isn't if this isn't the real show. I have no idea. Graham Kelly says it's tough to make that decision on naming a court after Kim. Would she deserve it after winning a natty? One hundred percent. But she's become she's became a legend and won three at Baylor. But see, here's the thing: Baylor was like refused to name the court after. Her. Like go list, go ask who who brought Graham. I forget the. I think it's Sikkim three sixty five. I think it's the guys over at th- uh, the website Sikkim three sixty five. Kim asked for her name to be on the court, and they damn near denied her of that of that right. Goes to tell you how things could go sideways in a really quick instance. A really quick instance. All right, let's get let's let's get rolling, guys. I don't know if you saw this today. But, Pooh, I, I told Zach this. Did y'all know that Nick Saban wears Brian Kelly pajamas to go to sleep because he's a superhero? Did y'all know that? Nick Saban wears Brian Kelly pajamas. If you missed it, former Notre Dame quarterback and offensive coordinator Tommy Reese is currently in Tuscaloosa interviewing for the next offensive coordinator job behind Bill O'Brien. I think it's a little comical, to say the least. The reason I think it's a little bit comical that Tommy Reese is currently in Tuscaloosa interviewing for this job is simply just due to the nature of how well he knows Brian Kelly. He's played under Brian Kelly. He's coached under Brian Kelly. LSU in overtime, we all remember it. LSU kind of with a little bit of a troll job today showing the overtime win over Alabama in the greatest moments of last season. And LSU, obviously, we remember, beat Alabama 32-31. to I will tell you, a lot of people will, will say this, and it's remotely very true. Nick Saban, for his credit, has hired very, very good coordinators. Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Kirby Smart, I even think Jeremy Pruitt was a damn good D.C. Uh, Pete Golding never had a defense outside of the top 20 ever in his career at Alabama. Uh, uh, Loxley, hell, Brian Dayball brought the Giants back to the playoffs in, in year one in New York. Nick has done a really, really good job at hiring coordinators and position coaches. I don't think that you can take that away from him. My opinion, though, is that Tommy, Bill, even Bill O'Brien, I will give credit to. My opinion on this is that Tommy Reese would be, I don't want to say the worst, but I think he could be one of the worst coordinator hires that Saban on paper has ever made. Now, will Tommy Reese's offenses be better going to Alabama and the weapons that Alabama will be able to give to him. Yes. However, did you know from the 2021 season to the 2022 season, Tommy Reese's offense and his play calling literally got double worse than when Brian Kelly left 
than when Tommy Reese took completely took over the offense. What do I mean by that? In 2021, Notre Dame was seventh in the country in scoring. They were literally 20th across the board in every almost every single offensive metric in 2021. They went 11 and one that season under Brian Kelly before Marcus Freeman took over. My point is, is when Brian Kelly left Notre Dame, that offense literally got worse where they were in the 60s. Tommy Reese's offense this past season was 60th. Now, what would that translate into the SEC this year if that exact offense, which it wouldn't, Tommy Reese would have a much better offense just merely due to the weapons at Alabama. But think about this for just a quick minute. Here are the teams that have better had better offenses than, than Notre Dame and Tommy Reese a season ago. You ready? Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and wait for it. Guess who? Florida. Seven teams in the SEC had better total offenses than Notre Dame did. I think it's a little bit of a stretch. The question that I'm ultimately asking myself is this. Is if Tommy Reese does ultimately go to Tuscaloosa, is it the most head-scratching coordinator job that Nick Saban has made in his tenure at Alabama? I think it is. What I also find funny from a Tommy Reese perspective is that he openly on Colin Cowherd's show, The Herd, said that he was not ready for the, the bigger spotlight that LSU provides more than Notre Dame. He actively said that on a show, but yet is going to go to Tuscaloosa, potentially going to go to Tuscaloosa, and is Nick Saban's number one choice at OC. I think Nick Saban has eaten too many cream pies. I think the cream filling is getting to Nick Saban. Guys, I'm sorry. That is not a good hire. I honestly think it's a little bit of a downgrade from Bill O'Brien to Tommy Reese. Now, I will also admit, I had heard that there are going to be other offensive coordinators, potentially, if Tommy Reese doesn't take the job. There are younger offensive coordinators that... Saban has at least spoke with in reference to targeting them for their services. I'm not going to mention those names yet, but I think Dorothy with her red heels out there in not our Kansas, just dropped the R. There would be some interesting scuttlebutt if Tommy Reese did not take the job and who they would want to hire next. Are people are 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 there are there legitimate are there legitimate people in, in the coaching world thinking Saban might be done? It's a head scratcher. Here's the thing that how it affects LSU though, in my in my personal opinion. There is nobody on planet Earth from a coaching perspective, nobody on planet earth that knows Tommy Reese better than Brian Kelly. Nobody. It also is of my opinion that if you're like, literally it's Brian Kelly's playbook, literally Brian Kelly's playbook is Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese is taking everything Brian Kelly taught him and potentially going to Tuscaloosa with it. I think it's Saban saying some things. I think he indirectly knows that Brian Kelly's building a dynasty. It's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. The team that he has to fear the most, in my opinion, is not only Georgia. Saban fear. I'm not going to say Saban fears LSU on the same level that he does Georgia. But Saban knows that Brian Kelly is building a monster at LSU. 
of all the offensive coordinators in the country and all of them that are better than Tommy Reese, why would you target him if Brian Kelly's not in the back of your mind? Another question I have is, does Nick Saban pick up the phone, or did Nick Saban pick up the phone and ask Brian Kelly about Tommy Reese? I don't know. But I do think that there's a lot of things that go on in the coaching world that we're not privileged to that it just doesn't make a lot of sense for Tommy Reese to go there and not follow Brian Kelly. And I think Brian Kelly would have the upper hand on Tommy Reese. Okay. Uh, yeah, Zach, you could, I mean, I'm reading our personal chat. You don't have to put that in there. They can go and read that because it doesn't really affect us. I want to know why crying belly got, got suspended for five minutes though. <laughs> Nielsen Fields says Saban is hiring Reese from inside information because he's scared of BK and LSU. Look, I know that, that people are going to say that there's no way and all that kind of stuff. There's definitely ties to that. Crossroads, first off, Crossroads, I, if you're the one on the left, I want to, I want to, I want that hat. He says Tommy Reese is thirty; he can recruit; he'll be fine. Buddy, I don't care if he can recruit at all. If they can't, like Crossroads, think about this: so many Alabama fans thought that Bill O'Brien was the problem, even though they were scoring 41.5 points per game offensively. They, they're going to let Bill O'Brien walk for Tommy Reese? Y'all can hate Bill O'Brien all the live long day, but you're going after Brian Kelly's former coordinator you're going after his former quarterback why Tommy Reese has done absolutely nothing special to garner going to Alabama it would have made more sense for him to come to LSU and follow Brian Kelly because Brian Kelly has literally been his head coach for God knows how long but you cannot tell me you cannot convince me that there's not a Brian Kelly tie into this that Saban doesn't look at Tommy Reese and say Hey, Brian Kelly did some really good things offensively. You know what Brian Kelly does a lot that Saban wants to steal? Y'all ready for it? They run the football. I know this for an outright fact. Have heard coaches. I talked to an offense. Uh, uh, let me be careful. I'll say this. I think Pooh Bear knows this. I talked to a another school's position coach last week, and he told me, Everybody that they've talked to at Alabama says Saban is screaming at them to get back to fundamentals and running the football. Who taught Tommy Reese better than Brian Kelly? Because all LSU did, think about the records that LSU broke this year. LSU had more rushing touchdowns this year with all of their backs and Jane Daniels than they've done in their history of LSU football. And think of the great backs that you've had. You literally had a season where Darius Geis and Leonard Fournette were in the backfield. You've had Kevin Falk in your backfield. You've had Spencer Ware and Jeremy Hill and Alfred Blue and Terrence McGee. The list is, is a laundry list of dudes. And this team is the one that broke that record. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Daniel Williams says it's a head-scratcher. I agree with that. Uh, Crossroads says, yeah, that's me on the left. That's Eddie Kennison on the right. How about that? Speaking of a great LSU Tiger, uh, Crossroads, DM me on the – if you have Twitter, DM me. I want to know where that uh, where you got that hat from. Travis Dyson says Bill O'Brien's better than Reese. I agree with that. Guys, Alabama was scoring 41.5 points per game. Do you understand, like, the, the, 
the upper hand that LSU would have with Tommy Reese going to Alabama is astronomical. Because let me tell you what it would be like. I have my old, I have an old head coaching headset in here. I don't know where it is. But I'm going to find it. I promise you that gives Matt House a massive advantage. Some people would say it will give Alabama also an advantage because of Tommy Reese and Norman Brian Kelly. That has some merit and weight to it too. But Brian Kelly knows Tommy Reese better than Tommy Reese knows Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's been around the block a little bit longer. He's got more notches in his belt. This, I am telling you, is this massive advantage. And it, it, it tells me that there's some struggles and maybe a power struggle a little bit at Alabama. And it also makes me really start think, thinking as I put out my top 10 of 2023, the way too early top 10 of 2023, I think LSU, you got to really start thinking about and saying to yourself, they might go out there and win the West again. I'm just telling you, if LSU wins the West in back-to-back seasons, we should throw a parade. I'm serious, man. I don't think I don't think people would understand the magnitude of how the guard would be changing if LSU won the West in back-to-back seasons. Zach, clip that right now. Put that and get that ready for your 2023 hype video. I'll say it again. If LSU wins the West again, if they go out there and they win the West again, the changing of the guard in the SEC is not only going through Athens, it's going through Baton Rouge. LSU would be running that this division. Who's going to beat them? You confident? Well, I, let me not say that. Let me not say that. You can't have the slip-ups to Tennessee. You can't have the slip-ups to A&M. You got to go out there week one in Orlando, EAUX, and you got to take care of business. You beat Florida State, you can write your ticket to a playoff in that first weekend of November when you go to Tuscaloosa. Travis Dyson says this is a worse decision than the two point conversion conversion against us. Maybe so. Zach, don't write it down in here because this episode's not going to be aired anymore. I'll probably delete this episode. Put it in your notes. Um, Let's see. Doug No says, this is like someone stealing uh, John Chavis or Jimbo trying to trying to go after Aranda. Y'all are, too, y'all are too young to remember the Dave Aranda AYS story. I don't... One day... One day... When the statue of limitations are over, I will uh we'll pull that tweet back up and uh I'll tell you the story of how we broke the news on Dave Aranda. Graham Kelly says, above all else, this shows how much Saban respects Brian Kelly as a coach. Guys, Graham hits the nail on the head here. That is one thousand percent fact. If there's nothing else to be said, I listen. I don't think Brian Kelly's ever going to – I don't think I, – I don't personally believe that Brian Kelly's ever going to hit a podium and when he's asked a question about Tommy Reese, if he goes to Alabama, I really don't believe Brian Kelly's going to ever admit that Nick Saban called him. I would bet all the money in my checking and savings account that Nick Saban and Brian Kelly had a conversation on Tommy Reese. I can't be convinced otherwise. I cannot be convinced otherwise. Nick Saban does not let it be leaked and reported on that Tommy Reese is the number one guy he's going after if the conversation did not happen with Brian Kelly. Good luck. We're going to come to Tuscaloosa and kick your ass. Hold that tiger. Tony says, yeah, we got to keep the quote-unquote the woke episode. Yeah, I, I hate when people call me. I hate when people call me something like that because everybody comes in here and wants to make something political. Like, can we go somewhere without talking about politics? Let me tell you three things I don't give a Rudy Poo about. I don't give a shit about your politics. I don't give a shit about your dog taking a dump for the first time. And I sure as shit don't want you coming on this show talking politics. You complain and bitch and moan all the live long day that ESPN, 
Clay, you know, ESPN's going to left. Clay Travis is going to right. And everybody makes their opinions and everybody gets in a tizzy about it and makes a complaint. But then you come to a show that doesn't talk about politics and your vaginas start to hurt. You want the truth? Here's the truth. You want the John Nicholas truth? That's the truth. I get just as upset. I get just as upset when people call me or anybody, the Zach or Pooh, anything, anything like that. Like I just don't. I just don't get it. I just. I don't understand it. It's like I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell something to the older generation really quick, and I don't want you to get upset. My parents' generation always blames their children's generation for the way that the world is going. Oh, they're too left. They're causing, you know, they're doing riots. They're doing this. They're doing that. There's three things. Number one, you're the one that raised us. Number two, you're the ones that are pushing it in here and going on Facebook and talking about it. And number three, drop the politics on a sports show. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. I, I just don't get that part. Graham Kelly says the success that BK had with Daniels and our running backs, I kinda I can kinda see how Saban wants the same formula with his QB. Now that's something interesting. Just Jalen Milrow take over. Coming back is a better running than passer, still good. It would still be a good hire, though. You know, you know what's interesting is if you've noticed, if now listen, Georgia threw the ball a lot with Stetson Bennett, but their bread and butter, their look, go watch any Georgia game, go put on the film. I promise you, this is what they will do. They will come out and start throwing the ball a little bit, get Stetson in a rhythm, then they will pound you, pound you, pound you in the running game, and then they start going play action. Play, did, so there's this interesting stat. Did y'all know that Stetson Bennett was a 75% completion percentage guy on play action passes? Not only was it number one in the SEC this year, the only other person that it comes to remotely over the last 10 seasons on a quarterback being that accurate in the pocket on play action was a guy that wore number nine in Baton Rouge. Teams are... Te football is cyclical. If you can run the football, you can win any game whatsoever. Run the ball, man. Run the ball. Uh, Crossroad says, got the hat at got the hat at Barnes and Nobles on LSU's campus. How about that? Barnes and Noble. Uh, Pooh Bear says, I thought we were about to, you were about to say, did y'all know that Stetson was 75 years old? He acts like it, but how crazy is that? How crazy is that stat? The only person that he is, he was, he's remotely close to is Burrow. It's an interesting stat. It's an interesting stat. Chance Babin says on the flip side, it's a hell of an offer on Tommy boy for Tommy boy. Oh, if you're talking about Tommy Reeds, it, it look that is a hell of an that, that is a hell of an offer. Oh, oh, oh! I knew what I was going to say before we got interrupted on the people calling us political. You know, you know what's interesting about that about Tommy Reeds? Does Saban? Let me ask this. Let me pose this question: Does Saban feel like he is losing so much control around him that he feels like he's got to control his offense just as much as his defense? I think Saban might, you know, look, everybody in their right mind is going to call me batshit crazy. I'm telling you, act, the actions make sense. You can, I might even have to click this. Everybody believes that Nick Saban, no matter what he does, it's God's gift to earth that the man walks on college football water. And to some extent, he at times, in his career, he has. He's done amazing things. 
That does not mean that Nick Saban and the and the choices and decisions that he makes is not above reproach. You literally, it it, it kind of feels to me that he catered to the fan base in the sense of letting Bill O'Brien walk. The last time I checked, scoring forty one and a half points offensively, and what and that is exactly what. Alabama did a year ago, fourth in the country in offensive scoring, and you want him to walk for Tommy Reese. You cannot convince me on God's green planet that that makes sense. People will say, well, trust Saban. Saban's not Jesus Christ Almighty. You telling me Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? It is an advantage for LSU, and it's an advantage for Brian Kelly. And if you don't see it any differently, then I don't know what to tell you. But Tommy Reese has not gone through more offenses in his short career more than he, more than what Brian Kelly has taught him. There will be same formations, same schemes. And I will tell you this, I almost would guarantee that they're going to have to change the names of play calling when they go up against LSU because Brian Kelly is going to know what Tommy Reese is doing. And Maybe somewhat vice versa. Daniel Williams did, does bring up an interesting point. He's excellent at reinventing himself. That's true. Not with Tommy Reed. I, I guys, I really think that's going to be a horrible hire. I will make a I will make a bold prediction. Here's my bold prediction on that. Tommy Reed. Let me not say ever. I don't think Tommy Reese will be in a situation where their offense scored more points per game than what Bryce Young and Bill O'Brien's offenses were able to do. Brian Kelly's teams are have been more disciplined in the past. All right. I hadn't even gotten to the I haven't gotten to the uh I even got into the Rafino's rants. I guess we'll get in the show on the Rafino's rants. By the way, since we're on a rant filled episode, a massively big rant, uh, rant filled episode. Uh oh my god! All right. <laughs> Somebody said that Joe Mixon read his script from college. Chance Babin says, I feel like you already ranted. I did, but that wasn't even supposed to be the rant. The rant was supposed to be that everybody's still freaking out. Like I heard somebody today in our, you know, media court talking about how LSU can't. The quote was LSU doesn't have the funds to compete financially with NIL. And I got to tell you, man, I'm to the point where I'm just so done. I am so done with that. Guys, you're the number four overall class in the country. I don't mean to be rude to anybody that listens to our show. If you listen to our show, I, listen to me when I tell you this. LSU being the number four class in the country under Brian Kelly is a fucking win. Could they be a little bit better in recruiting in some areas? Yes. Yes, they could be. However... You can't get much better than what they're doing. Guys, you got 36 guys on your on, on your in this recruiting class. 36. How many guys put in the chat? How many how many LSU fans do you feel? How many LSU fans do you feel that are in America right now? Guys, I'm going to bring you up. Zach, how many how many LSU here. how many LSU fans do you think they're in the United States currently? In the United States, give me a bold a bold prediction. God, I don't know. Ten million. Ten million? I'd say it's less than that. Okay, eight million. I'd say it's less than that. All right, well, give me a number. Maybe five. 
Pooh Bear, how many LSU fans live in the United States? I, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Your stream yard's muted. 6.9 million. Okay, so quick question. Are you saying that because it's 69, or are you saying that because you looked it up on Google and you know it's 6.9 million? Yes. Damn you. Damn you. Damn you. All right. Let's do this. Let's lowball it and say there's 3 million LSU fans. Okay. Just for argument's sake. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go 6.9 million because it's it comes off the tongue a little bit easier. <laughs> All right. Let's just say three million. I'm I'm joking. If there's three million LSU fans in the United States, and every one of those fans gave the LSU NIL collective ten dollars, you have thirty million dollars of NIL money to play with. Let me repeat what I just said. You think that LSU is behind in NIL, and let's say you have 3 million fans give you $10 a piece. Every single year, you're going to have $30 million to play in NIL money. I promise you this, as God is my witness, if you can't buy the best recruiting class of all time with $30 million a year, then you're doing something wrong. To say that LSU doesn't have the finances to compete in the NIL game is naive, it's stupid, it's not well thought out. It's illogical. It's idiotic. And quite honestly, if you think that they can't do that, you've never run a business before. You've never been able, you've never been in the crunch time when it comes to paying your business's bills and you got to find a way. Scott Woodward, Brian Kelly, everybody will find a way. You know what else is funny? Speaking of Alabama earlier, it's funny it's hilarious that they dropped their NIL collective the, the day after, the immediate day after that LSU did it. And they ran Nick Saban's cream pie eating ass out there to go and do it. You mean to tell me that LSU's behind? LSU's behind where? Let me see something here. Tyler Cooley. Thoughts on the LSU woke president and governor trying to take away Dale Brown court. First off, we've had more people say the word woke in this show in the last hour than in the 700 episodes of AYS. Tyler, if you want to know my, if you want to know my thoughts, you're on YouTube, rewind the show and go listen to it. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Don't believe everything that me that meets the eye. There are more things that people don't understand in all of this. Anyway. All right. We're over an hour. No. Uh-uh. But as God is... Come on, Daniel. <clears throat> Come on, Daniel. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, guys. Like, I, I really don't. I, I mean, I literally beg people not to talk about politics on the show. And every time I do it, it just continues to come up. All right, let me take this time to talk about our good friends over at Wham Electric. Guys, speaking of peace of mind, Wham Electric has given myself and my wife that peace of mind. Lights go out, generator kicks on. Your licensed electrical contractor. They do everything residential. They can make your generator run. Give them a call today at 985 241 8059. 
That's 985-241-8059. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. And our good friend John Patton over at GMFH Mortgage. Boy, I'm not going to lie. I feel like a king walking around with my 2.7% interest. Who helped me with that? John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with him today at 225-614-1234. Let him know that Blake sent you on by. All right. We'll see y'all Saturday. Y'all have a good one. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.